Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Shell Gross. I would like to introduce Laura Simkin, who is running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board, C3. As we begin, I'd like to give you an opening statement as to the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Thank you. And thank you for the invitation to speak here today. It is an honor to be speaking to the League of Women Voters and to everybody who's gonna watch this. I actually use all of the information from the League of Women Voters when I decide who I'm gonna vote for. So I'm really appreciative of this opportunity. I am running for school board because of the challenges that our district is facing, challenges that deeply impact families, staff, and our students. Uh, sh staff shortages are significant right now, and we can anticipate that they're about to get worse. Our schools must be welcoming safe places for students and for our staff. And the pandemic has brought just a myriad of challenges to our school district. We need leadership, collaboration, transparency, fantastic communication to help get us through right now, especially as we see that the already large achievement gap in our community is worsening. I believe deeply in the power of public education, and I know that we can overcome these challenges together. I'm bringing with me two important perspectives. First, my experience and my expertise as an early childhood teacher. And second, my wife and I are parents of a senior at East High School. Going to that first, that first bit, I have 30 years of experience in early childhood education. And because of that, I understand how policy decisions are made that are made on a board level impact what's happening in the classroom. I've worked in administration and management. I've worked creating policy and curriculum. I've worked in advocacy on a statewide and national level and in teaching in a wide variety of early childhood settings. My current job is with Reach Dane, where I work as the manager of the satellite family childcare system. And there what I do is I oversee um, the quality of family child care programs that are accredited through our agency using the City of Madison accreditation standards. And previous to this, I worked at the Weissman Center as an early childhood teacher. And in that nationally recognized program, um, our goal was to serve a largely inclusive group of children with um, a wide variety of developmental um, needs. And in doing that, I provided appropriate and responsive curriculum and an environment for them. I believe early childhood education is one of the keys to later success, um, especially in school. And so what we can see is that when children get a really strong early start, they enter into school ready to learn. And when they don't, the school needs to provide supports in order to be able to get them ready and able to learn. And so early childhood education is a major part of, of what I believe we need to be looking at um, in our district. What are your plans for seeking input prior to decisions on major issues? 
I believe that the job of the school board members is to listen intently with the goal of understanding the widely diverse stakeholders that come together in our school district. And so I plan to reach out to school teachers and other school staff. I plan to be in the schools. I plan to reach out to parents. And in doing so, what I'm looking for is a widely diverse group of, of people that I can hear from so that I can hear what everybody's experiences are when making decisions. I also think it's really important to have student voice on the table as well. And so I'll be looking to students to hear what their experiences are in school as well. And again, looking at a wide variety of, um, of individuals from different backgrounds and um, different situations that are coming into our district. What do you think MMSD has done well in terms of responding to the pandemic? And what would you like to see done differently at this point? I have appreciated the caution that MMSD has shown regarding um, when it is um, safe to return. I appreciate that MMSD has looked at data and worked with a, a variety of experts in the medical field to determine when it's appropriate for students and staff to return. When I think about what could be done better or differently, I think that's a hard question to answer because we're in such a unique situation and I hate to you know, be um, sort of like a backstreet driver on that. I, I don't really want to, to say that it could have been done differently. I appreciate the caution that the school district has, has shown. The Surgeon General recently highlighted increasing rates of depression and anxiety among teens. What do you think Madison schools should be doing to respond to this? I think this is a major issue in our schools. Um, and there isn't enough support right now within our schools so that a parent can call up the school and ask for support to be given from the school. Um, I know I've, I've spoken to parents who have tried to do that and there's just simply a not enough um, professionals within the school to be responsive to that. And so I believe that we do need to be looking in this really unusual time at increasing the mental health supports that our students are able to access both as individuals and in groups. Concerns about safety in our high schools have led some people to call for a return of school resource officers. What is your position on SROs? And what else would you promote as a member of the school board to address the safety concerns? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna start by saying that I wish that we didn't have police in our schools. But what's happening right now is that they are in our schools, whether or not we have SROs. In one period in the beginning of this year, there was a 60-day period in which police were called to our schools about 63 times to one high school. 
about 63 times. So whether or not we have SROs in our schools, we have police in our schools that are working with our children regularly. Because of that, I believe it is safer for us to return the SROs to our schools at this time. It's not ideal. I, I want us to have safe schools where we don't need police involvement at all. But because the police are there anyway, I think it's safer for our students when they're experiencing a mental health or behavioral crisis to be approached by somebody who they know and who knows them rather than a stranger. Long-term, I think the goal is to not have police in our schools at all. And in order to do that, the school's restorative justice program is a wonderful way to approach developing a community culture around um, being responsible for your own behavior, recognizing its implications, and making changes in the future. And to me, that's a long-term process that we should be working on, and we are, and we should continue to work on extensively to the point at which it's impacting our schools so that we no longer need to have interventions from outside. Our schools face gaps in achievement and disparities in, in absentee rates across racial and ethnic groups. What would you propose to address these disparities? We do, and, and those disparities are growing. And I think that it's important to recognize where the parameters of, of what the school can, can be responsible for are and where the community needs to step in. And so I think that looking at a combination of of partnerships with community programs to make sure that students are having their basic needs met is essential in lowering this the achievement gap and lowering the attendance gap. Um, our students need to be able to have a safe place to sleep, have healthy food to eat, um, and have consistency. In, in their their home life in order to be able to come to school and be ready and able to learn. And so there are certain programs that the school does implement that help with, with those types of things. And I think we also need to really amp up the community partnerships right now um, so that um, the school district isn't fully responsible for meeting students' basic needs, but that we are making sure that somewhere students' basic needs are being met so that they come to school ready to learn. What would you like to see the district do to enhance recruitment and retention of teachers, especially teachers of color? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of research out there right now that shows that there are ways to increase the, the number of teachers of color that enter into a school district and stay. One of the programs that works well is when you kind of grow your own teachers. And so what that is connected to is um, encouraging our students, our high school students to consider going into education. And that's something that 
can work really well because they already have buy-in to the community. This is, this is where their lives are. Um, but the second piece of that is how do we get our staff to stay? Retention is a huge issue right now um, in all schools, and I would say in Madison included. And so one of the things that I would like to do is to really look at teacher autonomy within the classroom and figure out how we can be increasing autonomy so that teachers are getting a chance to use the tremendous amount of skills and education that they bring into their classroom to direct how they want their curriculum to look, what their day-to-day -day activities are going to be, how they can use um, their own personalities and their own style to present to students in a way that gets the students excited to learn. And I believe that increasing autonomy and whenever possible, removing top-down um, requirements on teachers helps make the school district a place where teachers can focus on teaching and on doing what they love, can be individuals, um, and comfortably so, and will be a place where teachers want to stay. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? We have a school board right now that is um, full of members that are passionate, dedicated, and diverse in their views and their approach. And I believe that my skills and my experience will add to that wonderful mix. I know that working together as a community with a common purpose to hold up our schools and help them be safe, welcoming environments for all is something that we can do. And I look forward to us doing that together. Um, I am running because I believe that we can make a positive difference at this critical time in Madison schools. And that's what I plan to do. I want to thank Laura Simpkin for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that election day is Tuesday, April 5th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison's City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.